Hello everyone, this is Trevor. Welcome back to Tea Time Reports. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode. Really hope you guys are appreciating the, the movie reviews that have been coming out on a consistent basis. want that to be a foundation part of the podcast. I'm joined here by Rush. Thank you join, for joining me, Rush. Of course. We're going to be talking about David Fincher and his latest project, The Killer. Now, it's a Netflix exclusive film. Me and Rush just watched it about two days ago. So it's still you know, fresh to the mind. Um, but I really liked this movie. I don't know what you thought about it, Rush. Um, I liked it as well. I thought it was a really good movie. I especially liked the aspect of him not so much being verbal the entire time. Like, dude, he barely spoke. It was just the narration. It, it, exactly. It was He spoke, but he narrated in a sense. That's just all that it was. And you're referring to Michael Fassbender, who takes helm. And you know what the cool thing is? Yeah. You, you don't even know his name. No, you don't. His name is just simply credited as The Killer. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I said David Fincher. He's one of my favorite directors of all time. He did Fight Club, uh, Gone Girl, and um, gosh, there was another one he did. Seven with Brad Pitt. Um, all very gritty type of movies, but very clever this one was definitely up there for me. Um, not as good as any of those three movies I just listed, in my opinion, but um, getting into some of the facts on the film, like I said, directed by David Fincher, written by Andrew Kevin Walker. Release date was October 27th, 2023, obviously this year, and um, the runtime is about two hours, distributed by Netflix and production companies were Plan B Entertainment, that's a weird name, uh, Panic Pictures, Boom Studios, um, getting into some of the just the very vivid amount of information they give you on the movie information. After a fateful near miss, an assassin battles his employers and himself off on an inter- international manhunt he insists isn't personal. <laughs> That's pretty much true, <laughs> to put it lightly. The only other like big name in this movie is Tilda Swinton. Uh, Swinton, excuse me. She plays the expert. You don't even get a name from her either. Um, but she was in Snowpiercer. Um, yeah. She was in Burn After Reading. She was in a lot of shit. Um, not shit as in it's bad. She's actually one of my favorite actresses. She's been in so many of the movies I cherish. So I got to give her credit. Um, Charles Parnell is in this as well as the lawyer, a.k.a. Hodges, but not really much screen time. Um, Yeah. Getting into the rating that was given by Rotten Tomato, 86% only. The audience only gave this movie a 59%. That is a little shocking. I thought this was a lot better than that. Yeah. Um, Michael Fassbender was fucking captivating. Yeah. He he was amazing. Mm-hmm. What do you think about his performance, Rush? Like I said, I really loved the fact that his character was just nonverbal. I loved the coldness of his character. I think he played really well, especially with just just his idea of how a killer would be, in my opinion. The fact that in the beginning, you know, he's doing his stretches and everything, prepping, and then... He's even got the wristwatch that's telling him, like, his heart rate and everything. So this way, like, he just knows, you know? Like, this man is dedicated 
to his job and like what he does to his craft and that is to kill people yeah, yeah. that is why he's essentially just known as the killer because and he is just cold and ruthless this entire film that's very true like literally you expect one moment of empathy no nope. or like bro and you dude any time that a moment like that could arise it the narration literally says no empathy show no feelings yeah no and you're right though the coldness of his character was brutal yeah like it was br- he was fucking he like bro bro help a girl up help a girl up and he just blows he just her fucking head her. off bro but <laughs> but he uh michael fassbender was the best part about this movie but by by a mile yes i, I think i believe that as well the the score and the music was good too um I thought it was another really good thing about this movie was you can tell this was a David Fincher movie. Mm-hmm. You want to know why? Hmm. Because of the editing. Yeah. You know when he was breaking into that door, it just in a, it's just a non-important scene, but it cuts to him looking around because he's paranoid. Yeah. Cuts back to what he's doing. Cuts back to his face. Cuts back to the hallway around him, and it's just perfectly composed. It was so smooth all the way throughout. I really got to shout that out. Um, the details were crazy as well. You were talking about how he was monitoring his, his heart, you know, just the, the mannerisms and, you know, antics of a sociopath. But as well as the setting, like, you know, you didn't expect that prostitute to get in the way of that bullet. The details mm-hmm. of everything just were kind of, kind of like uber realistic for yeah. what it is. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, I don't expect anyone to believe that this could ever happen. Maybe I don't either. But... For what it was, like it was actually kind of, kind of insanely realistic and kind of real world like, yeah. in my opinion. But, and not with some of the stunts and stuff, but with like the emotions and just the people. The people were acting like people do. Mm-hmm. Thought it was portrayed pretty well. Um, the plot was very fluid, um, but it was also evolving every step of the way. You probably noticed that when he's like, when he has to fight his employers and then, yeah. you know, just. It's a very unpredictable story, in, in, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, no, because, like, the fact is, is that he didn't have, like, much... You don't know much about... You don't know anything about this guy, actually. I was about to say much, but you just don't know anything about this dude. No. But then all of a sudden, you know, you come back and you see that he actually has, like, some kind of personal life outside of what he does with other people. And, like... With a lady. As you go through the movie, you wonder, like, how in the... Like, how? How does he... How is he able to function amongst society, despite the fact that literally, help a lady up, shoots her in the face? Or the... Or the one lady. I know you can make things look like an accident. Yeah, and and then then he snaps her neck. And then he snaps her neck and makes her fall down the stairs. I will say this... Like, in the opening scene, the opening sequence, and the opening narration, he talks about some statistics about how many people die a minute or some shit. But then he goes into, my work will never put a dent into those numbers. So he has a cold fucking thought process where mm-hmm. he probably has a switch. He turns it off when he goes back to his Latina wife and his, his you know family-in-laws yes. and shit. He turns it off, and he's able to become someone else. Probably is someone that actually is able to feel something other than disgust and anger you know 
but that, that that's a great point how you put that like I, I love how you brought that in there that was a that was a good segue into I guess the really only thing we can talk about about this film and it's kind of crazy because you don't really get to talk about something so magnified like an actor's performance like Michael Fassbender's for such an extended period of time because normally it's spread around like you're following different you know subplots and different characters but in this movie it is all the way through like a fucking journey of this man and mm-hmm. like he fucks up has to make amends you know and then he gets revenge and it's it, it's wild and before he can even make amends he has to make he has to get revenge true like they oh they they messed with the wrong dude essentially like bro imagine this would be perfect if that was like in the same universe as like john wick or something True. Like, that is, like, Michael, or... Michael, Michael Fassbender. Michael, yeah. no, uh, the director. David Fincher. David, that's, like, David Fincher's, like, Mike Wick, or Mike, or John Wick. He could, he could, like, definitely do a movie like that. I think we just saw it, obviously, mm-hmm. like you said, but I think this is actually smarter than John Wick. Mm-hmm. Like, when you watch yeah. it, I feel like it's a lot more, it's a lot more, I guess, in-depth on just in genuine like in general characteristics mm-hmm. about this the main character the thing that's so cool about john wick is like the man doesn't say shit yeah and he went on a killing spree initially because of a dog and a car mm-hmm. you know and that's badass don't get me wrong but in this like this guy is a piece of shit killer cold scumbag yeah he fucks up and then like he has to like redeem revenge avenge type shit mm-hmm. and it's off the walls crazy because, like, people are this cold out there. Like, I believe that. That's the one thing about this movie I completely bought. Yeah. Is that people are that cynical and that kind of robotic, in a sense. Like, they won't they won't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. You know? Especially if you're a casualty. And you see that quite a bit. And I really did appreciate the narration by Michael Fassbender. Like you said, he wasn't... His character wasn't speaking pretty much ever. But what kept the movie going was the narration by Michael Fassbender narrating his feelings, emotions, and thoughts, and kind of having fun with it. You could tell he was having fun with yeah. it. Yeah. Remember when he looked up in the mirror and he was like, silence, hey, yeah. you know? Like, that was fun. That was that was good. That was, that yeah, was cool. Like, he, like, and that was also like a, like a, uh, how would you say it? Kind of like a check in a sense for himself. Hey, I'm alive. Because yeah. in the moment, everything's collapsing, and mm-hmm. then he's just putting shit together. And, and then he's like, hey. You know, he's, like, trying to get his head back into the game and everything like he's, that. He's, honestly, bro, like, when he's a, when he's on his Hitman shit, he genuinely, like, is on, he's like a person on, like, five tabs mm-hmm. of acid. Just yeah. going, going insanely haywire. That they have to like their intrusive thoughts are always winning, but they're so calculated about things. So they're somehow still there, still walking around. But he's he's just, like that's what kind of like I was like, damn, like this guy's on a bad trip in a sense. Like, but I will say, props to David Fincher though. Yeah. Like in general, like this movie would not have ever been possible if you know him and his creative process and creative team uh, and, and team in general didn't think of a guy like Michael Fassbender for this role. I never would have took him for a guy like this. Yeah. For an actor, like, to have this kind of 
don't get me wrong, he has range. He, he was in the Assassin's Creed movie. He was in 300. He's been in a bunch of stuff here and there. Um, you know, the Steve Jobs movie. But, like, this, I feel like, was his most attentive character mm-hmm. that he's ever had. I know he had to, like, very much be attentive to, you know, be Steve Jobs in that film but yeah. that he was in. But this is a character genuinely from scratch. And I don't know if him and David Fincher worked together on this or maybe he did this creatively on his own coming up with the mannerisms some of the narration some of the dialogue i i just think this was an all-around slam dunk like I, that's just me personally i i want to let you give it your rating first out of 10 but because i'm probably like way out of line with mine but i just want to hear what you have to say about it i give mine like a nine okay I, i'm giving it a 10 i'm giving mine a nine and the only reason why is because i still don't think it does top john wick and all those. Mm. Like, I still would watch those over that. But at the same time, I think that Michael Fassbender performed great, like you said. I think that whenever he's on his Hitman shit, he's off of, like, some tax. He's off of P40, bro. Yeah, something. Like, just off off a bar. I also <laughs> really did, like, uh, who's the, uh, what was the chick's name from Snowpiercer? Linda Swinton. Linda uh, Swinton, excuse me. Or was it Tilda Swinton? Tilda Swinton. Tilda excuse Swinton. me. I liked her character. I really like her acting overall, to be honest. She's always been a great actor, and especially in Snowpiercer. I liked her maniacal like uh, behavior in, as the as the uh, you know she didn't really have power, but at the same time she was in she was just basically like the voice. She was a puppet, but like being a puppet for the kids. But anyways, um, I agree with you. Her acting her acting is fantastic. The other one that I liked was also the lawyer. I also really liked the lawyer and his. It may, oh. He may have had a short time in it, but at the same time, I mean, I think he really played his role well. The other aspect is... You were you were referring to Charles, Charles Parnell. Charles Parnell. Yeah. Yes, Hodges. Yeah. And so, I think that overall, this... Uh, I don't think it was meant to go into much detail on characters as to why they're just listed as, like, you know, the killer, the lawyer, the expert, everything like that. And I think that that was a really good, like, thing to do. Because so it's, a hit, it's a hitman movie, you know? Like, you're not supposed to know who these guys are. Like, everybody's supposed to be a ghost. It's a fi- It's in a file that just got shredded. Exactly. Type shit. If if everybody knew who the hitman in the world were, then like there there wouldn't actually be any like. So you're kind of talking. You're talking me to liking this movie even more, because I agree with what you first said. The rewatch value of John Wick is far better. Don't get me wrong, but in terms of you are stripping this down to as a movie like critic right now. Yes. I think the killer is better. And it's not going to say that with the tomato meter or anything like that, or most people will disagree. But I just think it's more witty, a lot more clever. The editing is insane. Like, David Fincher is one of the best directors of the, of the past 30 years, in my opinion. Going back to Seven, what's in the box? Mm-hmm. What's in the, That movie's fucking amazing. And I, I think he brought some of that magic here, and I'm glad to see Michael Fassbender actually have, like, an actual go as a lead with a phenomenal director. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, Assassin's Creed, f- f- it failed. Don't yeah. get, I'm not going to lie. It failed. I like that movie. It's a guilty pleasure. Don't get me wrong. Because of Michael Fassbender. Mm-hmm. Do I watch 300 for him? No. 
Steve Jobs? Eh. I, I mean, between that one and the Ashton Kutcher one, it's like, I don't... I, I There's already so many documentaries, so much Steve Jobs content out there. It didn't really hit home for me. So I just think... I think this was like a full capacity of, of Michael Fassbender's range and ability to build a character from scratch and to like... Like I said, the, the, the mannerisms, the, the behaviors of, of this character were spot on. Mm-hmm. Like realistic, but insane. Like at the same time. Exactly. I think that, that and that's what I feel like a hitman would be. Because like, dude, their line of work is legitimately just to kill people. Travel and, around the and, world and kill. And not in the sense of the military. Because they have conventions and laws that prevent them from killing people in certain ways. This is a dude that can legitimately just walk up and shoot you in the face without a care in the world. Mm. It's true. And he showed that. Exactly. (laughs) But rightfully so, though. Like, every time he told himself, don't show empathy. Excuse the phone drop right there. Sorry, y'all. But you said it earlier. When he says, like, when he's, you know, kind of talking in his own mind, don't show empathy... Um, every time he says that, he's right. Mm-hmm. Because don't show sympathy, don't show empathy, don't show any pity. And when he shot the the uh, expert in the head, when she fell down the stairs, quote-unquote, yeah. what came out of her other hand? A knife. A knife, yeah. Like, he was right. Because if he picked her up, he's getting gutted. Mm-hmm. But he knew. Like, he's all, like, he went with his gut the whole movie. Yeah. Like, not his brain, not his dick. Not his feet, mm-hmm. not his gun, but his goddamn gut. And I think that that was... I mean, I guess technically it was his brain because we hear his brain. But like that's why we hear it is because the, obviously he's a human. We all need a brain to speak. But I feel like he went with his gut feeling with every important decision. Yeah. But I'm glad that you liked this movie just as much as me, essentially. I think in a couple months we'll definitely have to sit down, maybe watch it again. Mm-hmm. We definitely won't be doing another review because that's oversaturation for everyone out there. But um, what was your favorite part about the movie? Favorite scene? And obviously, we might probably it's a clean sweep on this answer, but favorite performance out of this film, Rush? Uh, I'd say favorite performance would have been Michael Fassbender. Yeah. By far. Um, what was the first question you asked me before? The, your favorite part about this movie so essentially that could be like act one the opener it could be act i'd two. say my favorite part was the i believe it was the one for the client so the final act i want to say it was oh so yeah so the end so yeah essentially the end. yeah whenever he finds out everything as to why you know they went for his personal life and shit like that mm-hmm. and that, that was a good scene too it was kind of and like the dude was literally like he like, it was a whole, like, thing to where it wasn't even... It, it, I don't want to spoil it, but at the same time, it's like, fuck. Well, I mean, it's like not even a big deal to any of the people he's approaching until he pulls the gun out. You know? Yes, exactly. They're all shocked that this is happening. Yeah, no, you know? exactly. And then everybody's like, oh, uh, what, what? Like, they didn't expect it to happen. Whenever you just literally, like, it's like literally walking up to, like, a pit bull and then just slapping the living shit out of it. And you don't even know it and it doesn't even know you. True. Like, you, it's going to be like, yo, what the fuck? That's the reaction. That was. 
But what was your favorite scene? Break that down a little bit more. Favorite scene, I'd say, was, and no, I'm not psychotic for saying this, but it was honestly whenever he snapped that chick's neck and she fell down the stairs. Like, because he, like, let her walk out of the room first because, and, like, like dude, everything was, was okay. it was just such a cold scene. Like, I remember me and you had to rewatch it. Yeah. In order to, like, just be like, yo. Yeah. Like, yo. Because he, like, made her think that she was probably going to live. And she earlier made the request, yo, please make it look like a suicide if you do so my kids get my life insurance. And he, you know, he did do that for her at least, but... Yeah, he did that at least, but... Fuck. Fuck. That was a gruesome way to do it. Absolutely. Definitely, like, a jaw-dropping moment in the movie. Like, the whole, like, we went silent. Yeah, no, we were like, no, we didn't go silent. Well, like, we, we were like... Looked, we both, you looked back at me, and I looked at you, and we were both like, yo! Like, yo, what the fuck? But um, my favorite scene is probably the fight scene in the Floridian dude's house. Oh, yeah, that was a good fucking scene. Dude, that, that, Dude, that fight that, scene was crazy. Oh, my God. That man was so fucking... That man was huge. He was, like, 6'6". Six, six. Yes. Dude, and he was, like, what? You had to... He had to be, like, 260. Oh, yeah. He's huge. Every he huge. bit every bit of 260. Fucking just massive. And Michael Fassbender is just pounding on him. And this dude is <laughs> pounding back. He, they... That fight scene was wild. Oh, my God. It was good. It was good. And then my favorite, I guess, part of the movie, I would say I'm going to give it to Act 1, which is, like, the opener towards, like, the beginning of the middle of the film. I thought, it like, that. Ju- that's what drew me in. Like, uh, that's what got me on the hook. And then what? The, uh, the first, the entire opening scene. Oh, okay, yeah. As well as, like, what came after the chase and him tracking down the lawyer and shit mm-hmm. like that. I, I genuinely, like, I thought the pacing of this movie, you were never bored in this movie because it was always like fast paced or like you're watching this dude do something fucked up or say something fucked up to himself in the mirror. Mm -hmm. And it's just always entertaining, but it's also really good. It's really well done. And I I definitely advise everyone out there listening to this to go check this movie out for sure. If you don't have Netflix, don't don't bother. But um, if you have a good service that you're able to watch this movie on wink wink you know then do so as you please i recommend it yeah but any final thoughts on the killer rush anything that the people out there need to know before they watch this movie or if they've already watched it i think actually i think i've said all that i've said i think we've reviewed nailed it on the head yeah i gotcha this movie there was there was not a detail worth skipping in it yeah really not at all i mean the one good thing i will say about watching you know movies from directors like david fincher is that you always can expect high quality you can always expect to at least be impacted by the film and i definitely was but everyone out there tuning into this episode of tea time reports make sure you're following us on all of our social media platforms at Tea Time Reports on Instagram, TikTok, Threads, Twitter slash X. Make sure you're subscribed to the YouTube channel. We have a bunch of new episodes and videos up there, so definitely subscribe. Tea Time Reports, and make sure you check out our website, teatimereports.com, to learn a little bit more about all of us and the show. You know, it's greatly appreciated, and we're just trying to grow this community to the best of our ability. 
And, you know, every interaction from y'all is uh, one step in that direction. So, again, thank you so much. This is Trevor and Rush, and we're going to be signing out. Stay awake and stay safe. Peace.